Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 manager who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab that cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Hello, beautiful souls. We are back with Jean and we are able to go into her chart now, which I'm very excited about because when you were speaking on the previous podcast, there were things that kind of came up for me that was like, ding, 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 ding. I kind of knew, which I did bring up the 4037. I will go into that in more detail. But just for everyone else, let us know if you know human design, what you know about human design. And what your thoughts are when you see this human design graph in front of you. Yeah, it looks complicated. <laughs> a lot of people do say that in the beginning. And there are lots of layers. So I always start with the beginning layers because the beginning layers truly are the most powerful. Most people love to go deep. They want to know all the things right away, but they don't do it with embodying what they've already learned. And what happens there is it's just information. If you're not embodying it, it's just info. So they're just piling on more information in their head rather than experimenting and trying it on and feeling how it feels to them. So I only start with the basics. For you, I'm going to explain a little bit about the Turks. I know you're totally new to it. Human design is the collaboration and the combination of traditional and modern modalities. So it takes in the chakra system. It takes in the tree of life. All of these things that kind of immerse together. Quantum mechanics, astrology, and the Chinese I Ching. So all of these different elements are kind of condensed into this one body graph, which is why it probably looks so detailed because there's a lot of different layers to it. It, it was received in 1987 in Spain. So what happened was there was a supernova. There was a star that burst. And in 1987, I can't remember the, the star's name, but I, I researched it and this star was pretty close to the Earth. So what happens is the star burst and the particles kind of immersed right? I don't know if you connect with us being all stardust and how we are created and connection to the earth and the planet. But when you put those things together, if a star bursts and is close to the planet and then it's being immersed all to us on the planet, this person, Ra, downloaded or received this information at the time of this supernova. After this information was received, 
he started to make it his work to put it out into the world. And his incarnation cross, and I know you don't know that, or his conscious son, which if you look at your chart here, I'll point, it is this where it says personality, the 40.1, this shape represents the archetype of the sun. The sun is the energy that you are here to be in life. So according to human design, you are here to be. You're not here to do. You're here to be. Be an energy. And when you're in alignment, that's a lot less are. pressure. <laughs> yes. Yes. His conscious son is 51, which that archetype is shock. He was here to shock people into mm-hmm. new awarenesses. And that's exactly what this opportunity gave him. So he was here to shock people into learning about themselves, really connecting to themselves and stop living out of fight or flight. Because as our evolution, we're moving out of the spleen, which is all about fight or flight, instinct, patterns, survival. We're moving away from just living out of survival. We no longer are living that way. I mean, yes, financially creating money and doing all that, it's survival, but we're actually moving more to creativity and connection and consciousness and alignment with the planet. So he was on that that brink of shocking people into moving into creativity rather than living out of fight or flight and instinctual survival. Any questions so far? No, that sounds awesome. Okay. I'm thinking about this movie. I, I can't remember. I don't know if you've seen it with Claire Danes. I think the movie's name is Star. She's a star. <laughs> and oh, she falls from the movie. heavens. And uh, her light from the star keeps dimming out during the movie. And they have to kind of say it sounds so magical. <laughs> that is kind of like the, what human design is. Then within this body graph here. What this shows you is all the shapes, the, like the top is white, the second one is white, and then this, the throat is colored in. All the shapes in the body graph represent kind of the energy, kind of like the chakras, the nadis. They represent the energies. There are seven chakras. In here, there are nine centers. The reason that is, is because through the lens of human design, two of the chakras split in 1781, as we are evolving and growing as a human. So within the lens of human design, this G center, which is this triangle in the center, the yellow, as well as this pink little triangle there, the the will center, these two represented your heart chakra. So this is love, direction, identity, and value. Then this little triangle to the left that is white here, as well as this triangle to the right that's colored in, these two split and they were the solar plexus. So the left side is instinct, patterns, fight or flight and survival. This is also where all the fear gates, because if you think of survival, we survived because we were fearful. We had to. And then all of this over here is the emotional solar plexus. This is creativity, dance, consciousness, connection with other people. This split, I feel, 
because we are moving into another evolutionary split in 2027. And it's already occurring with the children that are being born, that we're moving away from this survival based. We're moving away into fully being in consciousness. And the way that they actually represent themselves are going, is going to be different than the way that we do. So I think that shift, this is my belief here, this shift of these two centers, I think occurred for us to give us the space to evolve, to get away out of that fight or flight, to be able to move into that consciousness. And it had to be like a step-by-step process of that split so that we were able to do that. That's my two cents on that. (laughs) Now for you, I want you to ask me questions. So I understand the seven chakras. I understand the split that you were explaining. I don't understand why some are colored and others are not. Perfect. Any weather is coloring in some of the shapes. That means what colors them in, in is when you have two gates that connect. So I'll show you here. At the top, there's the 24. It's a half foot line, right? So that is called a hanging gate. That is one gate, only one gate connected. Now, if the 61 was colored in, then these two would be connected, which would then color in this top and this bottom. So basically, when it's colored in, you have consistent energy and the energy flows to what it's connected. So when I mentioned before the 4037, it kind of being off in its own little space here, you'll notice that this is connected to the martial solar plexus is connected to the well through the 4037. That means these two, the energy flows back and forth consistently. Now, where there's white areas or white shapes, what that means is that is where you receive energy from other people. That's where you receive energy from the environment. It's where you have variable energy. So it's where you actually have a lot of pain because we experience it so differently depending on who we're around that we don't understand what's going on. There's no consistency there. And there's also amplification. So when we take in that energy amplifies and we feel it very powerful. So then we don't understand internally what's going on with us or why we're acting a certain way or feeling a certain way. When in reality, it's taking in other people's energy, amplifying, and it's not even your energy to begin with. Yeah, that sounds a lot like me. I have a lot of issues with, I feel other people's emotions and energy really, really intensely. And I have a lot of troubles separating that from me. And it's usually during these events and more amplified of these events that my anxiety disorder is much more out of control. Well, when you say anxiety too, your head center at the top here is white. So that means you receive energy in this space, which this is ideas. This is, and the Ajna here is all like perspectives and beliefs. So you're constantly taking in other people's ideas, other people's perspectives, other people's beliefs, And if you don't realize that those are other people's and not your own, it can feel like swimmy, like there's Mm -hmm. tons of stuff going in the head and you don't, you just need to have that quiet in that space. The head is also a pressure center. So since it's totally open, you have no gate activations, 
you are putting yourself under pressure all the time to figure everything out. Like you have all these ideas and perspectives going on in your head, but you're putting all this pressure to figure the things out. And what happens is if you get caught up in trying to figure it out, then it makes it worse because it's really other people's ideas, not your own. Hmm. Then the root center at the bottom is the other pressure center, which you only have one activation in. So again, here, you're taking in at the root energy, which is adrenaline. It's when you have this defined or colored in, it's like grounding. But when you're taking it in, it's like a pressure to get everything off your to-do list done. But your to-do list is like 200 things and you're constantly adding and you're just never going to get it done. So you're constantly under that pressure of trying to get things done and trying to figure things out. These are two mm. things that could contribute to some of the ways that you feel. Yeah, for sure. So the defined areas, the defined colored in areas are consistent energy, what you put out into the world. The white areas are variable energy. That's where you receive from the world. So we're constantly giving and receiving. And is it like fair to think or understand that the colored in areas are the areas that are healthy and the white ones not so much? No, we're we're beautiful just the way we are. So <laughs> colored in areas are consistent. There's a sense of knowing. And the white areas are where we are able to learn and become very wise. Because so the white is seeking and yes. the colored is knowing. Yes, I love that. Yeah. Because there's a consistency here. And how these gates get activated, like you'll notice here, the 12 is this half gaze hanging. You'll notice the 44 here is hanging. And then you'll notice the 1-8, there's a connection. But maybe you're wondering, okay, where do these things come from? Left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you'll notice on the left side, there's all the red numbers. And on the black side, there's all the black numbers. The red numbers on the left side correlate with the red hanging gates or the red channels or gates, anything that's red. The black correlate with all the black hanging gates or channels. And then for like the five here, you have red and black, and that means you have it on both sides. Now, what both sides mean? The red side, all of these gates, so every single number here is a gate. Every single gate has an energy about it. I'm not going to go into the decimal point yet. So like the 16, the energy of jumping into action with enthusiasm. That's what a 16 is about. The nine is about focus, having the one point of focus, seeing the big picture, but having the focus. So each one of these gates has an archetype or a, a feeling or an emotion or something around it that is consistent, a way of being. Now, the red side is all on the unconscious level. What that means is these were imprinted at, uh, these were imprinted 88 days before you were born. So you're still in the womb. These were imprinted at that time. So these are your unconscious themes in life that you may not know, you may not resonate. Other, other people may see it in you more than you even see it in yourself. But it's so important to go in and learn about these so you can fully be into your conscious, which are the black side. 
the conscious were imprinted at the time of your birth. So the sun was in gate 40, the earth was in gate 37, the north third was in gate 24. So all of these are your conscious activations. So it's the interplay of both. These are my conscious, my mind, and these are my unconscious, my body. How can I connect these two so that I'm fully in alignment? Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because we're always, I feel like we're always fighting with our unconscious thoughts. We're, and that's also a point of meditation, right? Is to be more inside of yourself and to be more within. It's the point of manifestation as well, I think. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Mm, yes. I love that you brought that up. I want to give you just the tidbits of like, first of all, your type. That's the first thing you want to connect with, which you're an emotional projector. That's what type you are. A project, there's five types. There's the projector, manifesting generator, generator, reflector, manifester. The projector makes up 20% of society. The projector is very in tune with other people's energy, more so than your own. You as a projector are truly here to guide others because you see and feel the energy, which we talked about in the previous podcast, mm -hmm. right? That is part of your essence. As part of your beauty is that you actually feel the energy of other people because you are here to guide other people. The emotional part is the authority. So the projector power is your strategy. Your strategy is to wait for invitations. So strategy represents the way that you make decisions in your life that are most aligned with you. And we call it an experiment because you have to try it on to see how it feels, right? It's not like there are a lot of human design experts out there actually that really have their clients stay in a box. Like I'm a projector. This is what I do. I do this. This is who I am. I don't do that. I feel like it's about, okay, recognizing your projector, recognizing the fact that you see other people's energies more than your own, recognizing the fact that you have an emotional authority, which means you have to wait out your emotional wave. And, and then it's not like, oh, I'm a projector. I'm supposed to only work four hours a day, 20 hours a day, and that's it. It's more so recognizing and learning about your energy so that you can love yourself in the shadows and the gifts and then create more potential in your life. Nothing to hold you back, nothing to put you in a box at all. So the emotional part has to do with the way you make decisions. Waiting to be invited means for you it's very important to make sure that you're well-rested, to make sure that you're taking care of your body, to make sure that you're out in nature, you're away from people. And then when that happens, people come to you and invite you into things. When people recognize you for your brilliance and invite you into things, it will be a lot easier in your life rather than trying to force yourself to be seen and heard by those that don't recognize your brilliance. For projectors, it's all about self-love, all about learning about yourself, resting, taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, being in your own space. And then when you do that, people come to you 
and then you get invited into things. And then with the emotional authority, you have the 4037, which is what creates your emotional authority. That is one of the, the slightest emotional authorities. Sometimes there's really high highs and low lows. But with the 4037, really your emotional authority, inner guidance is sleeping on it and asking yourself the next day, does this still feel good to me? Does, mm -hmm. does this still excite me? When someone comes to you and says, I would love for you to bring your brand so-and-so and it feels good in the moment. Okay, it feels good. Sleep on it. Does it feel good the next day? Yes, it does. Then you know it is a good decision for you. Now, if the next day you woke up and said, it doesn't feel as good, but I think I'm going to do it anyway because if I do this, then I will get recognized here and then people will invite me here. That's the mind. Would you truly following? Does it feel good? And saying yes to those things only, even if you feel happy that people recognized you. Yes, that is so true. <laughs> and it's weird how it gets translated into something else because people often tell me I'm so indecisive. But it's virtually impossible for me to make any big decisions immediately. I just can't do it. I, I have to go to my sacred space. I have to meditate. I have to touch base with my higher self. I have to write in my journal about what, if anything, I've received. And only then I can make a decision. Like every decision I make that doesn't go like that has been such a disastrous stress-based. <laughs> so <laughs> you said stress-based too. As a projector, the, what makes you a projector and not a generator type is this square right here is open. So that means you receive this energy in this space in this square, which is work. It's work and life force. Generator types, which are generators and manifesting generators, we make up 70% of the world. So if you have this open, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors have this open, you are taking in all of that energy of work and life force, which is wonderful because you can definitely be superhuman at times and get a lot of work done, but it's not your energy to keep. And you have to have that space, like what you said, to just be in your own energy. Because what happens is you're releasing all of that energy that you've been taking in in work and life force, which you need to. Otherwise, you can get sick, burn yourself out because you're constantly going. And then you also said stress. This is the stress center, the adrenaline. You're taking in all of that stress from those of us that have this defined. I have this defined. So you're taking this in. <laughs> so you might need to like get out of nature after our conversation. <laughs> um, you're taking that stress and that adrenaline in all the time. And if you don't let yourself be in your own space, you're not going to release that stress. And a finer note is you have the 19 defined in this, and it's the only one, which is the most sensitive gate. It's a sensitive gate. Not just sensitive like, oh, I'm sensitive to people and their emotions, but oh, I'm sensitive to what I feel. I can feel all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I take in the collective. I, I can feel this. 
that is the only gate that you have defined in this center. So that could be another reason why you feel so much and so amplified. Yeah. I know I'm, I've gone only a little bit and I wrote down notes. I didn't go into any of that. But <laughs> do you have any other questions about what this means, how you could use it, the chart itself? No, I think there, I, I think if I start asking questions, I would have you here until tomorrow morning. <laughs> but I, I love the idea of it and it resonates a lot. And it's very strange because as I told you in the previous podcast, I recently had a relapse and I'm sitting here thinking like, it's almost like it was divine for me to hear this today, to clarify this. And I actually, this week in my meditation, received a message that I was going to meet a very influential woman that was going to help me see a different path. And I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of things so differently. And we kind of, since the first time we had a call, when we were talking about the podcast, we had such a weird connection, like in a good way, weird. <laughs> and it's, it's so beautiful how things tend to come together for you, you know? Yeah, that's, thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. I love how things do show up for you to just to ground you into what you already know. And that's what I feel like human design is a lot of. It's like it grounds into what you already know. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, okay, now I truly know. So now I'm stepping more into this. I'm doing this. I'm not holding myself back. I think if you are the type that, like I am, like you described, because you are so in your mind, it almost starts to become difficult for you to believe certain things. So to have it validated by an outside source is so crucial for you, especially more difficult, deep things. So I'm very, very glad I had this conversation with you today. <laughs> Thank you. One last thing I do want to share is the 40. I mentioned before, Rob was 51. Yours is the 40. So this is the energy you're here to be. When you put it together, the two earth elements here, the nine and the 37, that's what grounds you. And then the sun and the 16 and 40, that's the energy you're, you're here to be. When you think of your purpose, it's truly about keeping yourself grounded in the energy that you choose to live every day and every experience with. The 40 is is a gate that needs a lot of alone time. It's the gate that you have to retreat away from other people so that you digest and let go so that you can step into community even more of yourself. And that's the energy that you're here to be. Oh, awesome. Thank you. That makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> Yes, you're already living it, but it's the things that we feel like that we aren't. It's so interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting how the ego can tell you things that doesn't even resonate with what you know in the base of yourself to be true. And societal norms tells us to be successful. What does success look like? I have mm -hmm. to make big impact. So therefore, I need to do more, be more, you know, but really it's about 
you're successful when you are being the essence that you are. We all have our own unique way that we experience success and prosperity. And we all have our own unique way of being. And if all of us can truly just step into the way to be, then the competition would be gone. All the striving for more and more and more and more money would be gone. Everyone would be so much more fulfilled and happy and healthy. That's so true because the world of work, especially professionalism and career-driven, it tells you to be a certain thing and to play a certain part. And if you don't fit within that box, then you cannot possibly be successful. You cannot possibly be a leader. And, you know, I've realized lately that my strength is in retreating and it is in what I can the way I can listen to others and the way I can perceive a situation. And it's actually a big part of what helped me deal with my panic disorder diagnosis is that it may be down a downfall for me sometimes, but it may also be my superpower because it gives me the ability to see things that I think other people would not necessarily recognize in a meeting and make business decisions based on more of what my gut is telling me. And that's helped me out of a lot of really, really potentially sticky situations because I'm just able to to feel and see that and understand that. But I am not good at handling conflict and being like the hammer in a situation where that's many times also needed. But like you said, it's okay because we just need to step into who we should be. Who we are, who we get to be. Yes. With- compassion, no expectation of being something that we're not. Anytime that we have to try hard to be something, that's not who we are. Mm. Very true. It doesn't have to be so hard. I'm definitely going to be reaching out after this podcast for you to do kind of the full (laughs) design for me because I think it would be so beneficial for me. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you for being here. Thank you for everything that you do. Again, I will put everything in the show notes for Jean's info, website, all of her goodness will be in the show notes for this podcast as well. So make sure that you reach out to her. You can even reach out to her and leave a message or write a message. I I truly feel that you have the 4037. So that's all about community and connection. So I'm sure if someone just reaches out and says, oh, you're so brilliant or whatever, it'll be appreciated. I love that. Thank you so much. (laughs) You are very welcome. Thank you for being here. So grateful and grateful to have the opportunity to get to know you and to meet you. And thank you for being who you are. Oh, thank you so much. My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, please do. Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram. So please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.